plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Welcome to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, your home for the deepest and most accurate coverage of your Dallas Cowboys. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier, a columnist for BleachReport.com. Thanks for joining us today on Thursday, June 29th, 2017. As always, you can get a hold of me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. That's at Marcus underscore Mosier. If you want to make any comments or ask any questions that you want answered on the podcast, you can tweet me or you can tweet using the hashtag LockedOnCowboys. I'll be pulling questions each and every day. So if you want to be heard, make sure you are using that hashtag LockedOnCowboys. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you can subscribe to podcasts. Five po- podcasts a week. So make sure you tell your friends about the podcast, tweet them, call them, whatever you need to do to make sure that they are listening to the best Cowboys podcast out there. All right, let's get into it. Today we're going to start our position preview for the Dallas Cowboys, and we're going to start with the most important position on the roster, quarterback. But before we do that, we have to talk about the Cowboys news item of the day, because as we know, the Cowboys are a never-ending news cycle. Today, that's the suspension of David Irving. On Wednesday, the NFL announced that Irving has been suspended for the first four games of the season due to a failed substance abuse test. Um, This is not really a surprise, as we've kind of known for a while that this suspension was possible. Um, He appealed. His appeal was denied. Um, The the suspension is going to hurt. But at the same time, I think there's a little bit of an overreaction to the David Irving suspension. Here's why. First of all, this was the guy that wasn't going to start for the Cowboys. I mean, as good as he is and as much potential as he has, I don't think he was a lock to start. In fact, I'm pretty sure that he wasn't going to start. I'm pretty sure that the Cowboys are going to open up their season with Taco Charlton as their right defense end and Tyron Crawford as their left defense end. And Irving was going to be the first guy off the bench he was going to play in nickel and you were going to see him every second and fourth series but at the same time this is a guy that might be the most disruptive defense end on the roster so it hurts but it's not killer and the thing is he'll be back by october 2nd um it's not it's not the end of the world it's not going to change games most likely I don't think this is a problem like Randy Gregory or Rolando McLean where you're going to have to constantly worry about them failing tests. It sounds like this was a one-time incident uh, where Irving took a drug that was allowed by the NFL for the past two seasons. Uh, in January, the NFL, just, NFL said no. He never checked it and failed the drug test. It stinks, but they'll be fine. I like Irving. I still think he's going to have a breakout season this year. It's just going to have to wait till October, and that's fine. I think by the end of the season, 
it might actually be good for him as he'll have a little bit more fresher legs than the rest of the defensive linemen. Let's go ahead and switch gears and start our training camp preview. As of right now, the Dallas Cowboys have four quarterbacks on the roster. Think about it real quick. Can you name them? I bet you can get the first two. Dak Prescott, Callum Moore, Zach Dysart, and Cooper Rush. We're going to talk about all four here in depthly in a second. Our starter, Dak Prescott, hopefully the franchise quarterback. Let's do a little bit of an overview of him last year. Completed nearly 68% of his passes. Averaged 8 yards per attempt. 23 touchdowns. 4 interceptions. Quarterback rating of 105. I see a lot of people out there talking about Dak Prescott and whether his rookie season was a fluke. And I have a story to kind of tell you why I don't think it's a fluke. So we've seen other rookie quarterbacks come in and have success. Josh Freeman and then flame out. Josh Freeman's an example. Vince Young is an example. Um, But here's why I think Dak is a little different. Dak was never supposed to be the starter last year. In fact, I'm friends with somebody who works for the Cowboys, and they told me at times Dak was the fourth quarterback in minicamp and OTAs. In fact, he was a lot of times the fourth quarterback in training camp. So when you're the fourth quarterback on a team, in practice that means that you are basically throwing to receivers. You're throwing to defensive backs as they get ready for practice. Um, For most of training camp, and most of OTAs and mini camps, Prescott was behind Tony Romo, Kellen Moore, and Jameel Showers. He was buried on the depth chart. Um, Prescott actually talked about him maybe getting one or two reps per week in practice. One or two uh, seven on seven or 11 on 11 reps per week. When Romo went down in preseason, there still was a doubt as to what they were going to do at quarterback. Uh, the front office talked about bringing in uh, a veteran. Uh, they were, they were panicking. They didn't know what to do for those next six to ten weeks. So it's not like the Cowboys had this entire offseason to plan around Prescott, you know, work, work routes and plays that he knew. They basically had two weeks to get Prescott ready for that opening game against the Giants. They had two weeks to get him ready for the season. Not an entire offseason. Not from the first OTA practice. Two weeks. And Prescott went out and made the Pro Bowl and was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, we've got a couple questions from from our audience. Our first one is from at ChaoticBlaze27. Will Dak ever become a precision passer? The only way I see him taking a huge step as a quarterback is if he's able to hit tight windows and throw wide receivers open consistently. Um, I will say that Prescott's biggest weakness is that precision passing. And in fact, for most of the year, it really wasn't an issue. Uh, He was a very accurate quarterback for most of the season. But there were two games that I really noticed his accuracy 
at times being a problem. And that was against the Giants in both occasions. Because the Giants are such a man-heavy team on the back end, it forced Dak to throw with a little bit of anticipation. And I just went back and watched that second Giants game. I posted a bunch of clips on Twitter of this. But Dak's accuracy was generally okay. It wasn't great. It wasn't awful. It was just okay. And that's my biggest concern for Dak is if he is not if he's not better than just generally okay, they're going to struggle to beat some of these man-to-man teams. There's just too many good corners in the NFC East that force you to throw with anticipation, which I think is his biggest weakness right now. And when I say biggest weakness, it's not me knocking on him because this is a fourth-round rookie quarterback that was fantastic his rookie year. I'm just saying compared to your... Tom Brady's, your Aaron Rodgers, your Drew Brees. He doesn't have the anticipation those guys have. Will he develop it? I I think it's very reasonable to assume that he could. I mean, he played so well as a rookie with barely any practice time. I think he can develop a little bit of anticipation. The kid is so smart. He works so hard that I think it's fair to assume that as he gets as he gets to be more experienced, he's going to learn how to throw with a little bit more anticipation. That's my biggest worry for him is, is he generally accurate or is he pinpoint accurate? And does he throw with a little bit of anticipation? If he can develop or improve on those things in year two, you're going to be talking about a top five quarterback easily in the NFL. I want to go ahead and just give a couple important stats um, about Dak from last year. Real quick, this is his quarterback rating by quarter last year. 112 in the first quarter, 99 in the second quarter, 90 in the third quarter, and then the money quarter, fourth quarter, 110. Uh, Here's another good one I have. Fourth quarter uh, stats when the team was within seven, completed 62% of his passes, Three touchdowns, zero interceptions, quarterback rating of 94. Dak is also equally as good at home as he has on the road. 106 quarterback rating on at home, 103 on the road. I mean, he was just fantastic last year. It, it, any way you look at it, any stat you use, he was fantastic. The one area of the field that he really needs to work on is throwing down the deep middle of the field. And to his credit, Dallas just didn't allow him to do that very often in 2016. Um, partly because throwing down the deep middle of the field is often a pretty hard and dangerous throw. I suspect as Prescott uh, grows, they're going to let him take more chances down the middle of the field. Uh, one of the problems I see with the roster right now is they just really don't have a seam stretcher. It's not Jason Witten. I think Rico Gathers might be able to do that in a couple of years, but he's not ready for big-time action. Um, so they're going to use a lot of short to intermediate passes. They'll probably avoid that deep middle of the field, but that is the one area of the field that Dak could improve on heading into 2017. Uh, my my last kind of point I want to make about Prescott before we move on is one thing that he has that maybe some of these other quarterbacks, younger quarterbacks don't have is his rushing ability. Now he's not Cam Newton in terms of rushing. He's not Michael Vick, but he's very similar to uh, 
you know, an Aaron Rodgers or an Andrew Luck in the sense that if you give him five to six free, you know, open rushing yard, he'll get you nine. I mean, he's he's very athletic, and this is why teams struggle to play man-to-man coverage against Dallas because if everybody's back is turned to the quarterback, Dak is not afraid to take off and run. Now, he's not going to do it all the time. He's not even going to do it more than five or six times a game. He's only going to do it when he has to, and he's going to be smart about it, but it's a big tool for him because when teams blitz or when teams leave an open gap or they leave the middle open, he can scramble and he can make plays with those legs that extend drives. And that's really what you want from a quarterback is a way for them to, where you can beat a defense in multiple ways. And that's absolutely what Dak can do. Um, I'm sold on Dak as a franchise quarterback. It took me until it took me until the playoff game to really, really be sold on Dak and what he can do for the Cowboys in the future because that game was exactly what I wanted to see from Dak. They got down early, they got down big, and he never batted an eye. They fought all the way back, they tied the game up, they eventually lost to a, to a great quarterback. But that's what you want to see. You want to see a guy that's a competitor that isn't afraid of the moment. Dak was a little off in the first quarter, and from that point on, he settled down and he was ready to go. He went toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers. That's what you want to see in your franchise quarterback. Moving on, the Cowboys back up. It's Kellen Moore. Um, I am not a big fan of Kellen Moore. However, the Cowboys are. What Kellen Moore provides is a another voice in the quarterback room that can help Dak get ready for the game. He can help install the game plan. He's one of the smarter quarterbacks in the league. Uh, I'm convinced he's going to be a quarterback coach uh, within the next five years. Uh, But when it comes to his ability on the field, it would be terrifying if he had ever had to enter a meaningful game for the Cowboys this year. He just doesn't have the arm strength. He has great accuracy and anticipation, um, and that can lead him to completing a lot of short dump-offs and a lot of you know slants, but he's very limited as a passer. He's small. He's barely six foot tall. Um, he doesn't have very much athletic ability, and for me, I typically like my backup quarterbacks to have um, some athletic ability so they can run around and make plays if nothing else. He is the Cowboys' number two quarterback, and in fact, I think he's going to be the only other quarterback on the roster this year. They say they have faith in Moore. They believe that he can operate the offense. As someone who's seen practice, no, he it's it's not good. Um, it's the the practice is nearly unwatchable for the second and third offense because he's just not good enough to even get the ball out to the receivers. So he's going to be the second quarterback on the roster as much as I don't love it um it's gonna be Kellen Moore next Zach Dysert Dysert was signed by the Cowboys last month um he's currently the third quarterback on the roster I'm gonna sum up his career pretty quickly so we don't have to spend too much time on Zach Dysert you ready he was drafted in 2013 in the seventh round and is yet to throw a pass in the NFL Not only has he not thrown a pass in the NFL, he's on his seventh team since 2013. This is a guy that has all of the athletic tools and measurables until you get him in practice and you realize that he can't play quarterback. Uh, Dicer, I won't be shocked if Dicer gets cut in training camp because he's just not good. Uh, There's really no other way to put it. 
He, you'll see a lot of him probably in preseason, but don't be surprised if the Cowboys move on fairly quickly. Last but not least to their quarterbacks is Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush is a six foot three, two hundred twenty eight pound quarterback. Good size. I like his arm strength a little bit more than most. Um, he's an undrafted free agent from Minnesota. I expect that you're going to see him a lot during preseason. Uh, that first game, the Hall of Fame game, expect to see him play at least an entire half. Um, I, I think, I, I believe the goal for Rush is to be the team's practice squad quarterback and really their number three quarterback. Uh, but I think that's a realistic goal. I don't think he's going to be a guy that makes the active roster this year. I think he is a practice squad guy that maybe you can develop that maybe someday can become your number two quarterback. That's it for the Cowboys quarterbacks. But I also want to talk about something real quick on game days. Because the Cowboys are probably only going to keep two quarterbacks on their active roster, they need to come up with an emergency uh, scenario in case both were to go down. My belief is that as of right now, Darren McFadden probably would be the team's third quarterback. He's got experience at least taking snaps. Um, He's not going to throw the ball. He's just going to hand it off to Zeke over and over again until the game is over. Now, but if it was up to me, what I would do is I would find a way to keep Jameel Showers on the roster. Last year, he was moved to safety to keep him on the roster. Um... He actually was on the practice squad for most of the year. Uh, he's a great special teams player, a very athletic player. You guys remember Jamil Showers as the player who took a lot of snaps over Prescott last year in camp. What I would do, would keep, I would keep Prescott as a starter, more as a backup. Showers on my active roster every week. Let him play special teams. If something were to happen to Prescott and more, I would feel comfortable putting showers in the game and giving him five or six passing plays that it feels really comfortable with. And he can use his legs to try to create first downs and move the ball. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be this great thing to watch, but I think he can be a functional quarterback. And when that's when you have two quarterbacks go down, that's all you're really looking for is a functional quarterback. And one last point on the quarterback's, if Dak Prescott were to go down for the entire season, the nightmare scenario, what would the Cowboys do? Would they go out and look in the free agent market? Would they go look for a Colin Kaepernick? I don't think that's going to happen, by the way. Jerry Jones was pretty clear that he was against Kaepernick's protest last year. Would they go out and try to get a RG3, a Sean Hill, a Christian Ponder, a Thad Lewis? I doubt it. If Prescott were to be injured and be out for the season, I really believe the first call they would make would be to Tony Romo. I'm not sure Tony Romo would accept. And it probably depends on where the Cowboys are sitting. If the Cowboys look like they are a potential playoff team and they've got a shot to win the Super Bowl, I think Romo would consider. If they're an average team, I don't think he would consider. The scenario would have to be right, but I believe Tony Romo is really this team's emergency quarterback. We'll see what happens. Uh, I, let's let's hope and pray that that never has to happen, that we don't have to see Romo this year. As much as I like Romo, anytime you lose your starter for the season, 
it's never an ideal situation. Um, but I truly believe that Romo is this team's backup quarterback. That wraps up this edition of the Locked On Cowboys podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for listening, and make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you can subscribe to podcasts. I'll be back tomorrow previewing the Cowboys running backs, Zeke, as we head into training camp. If you have any questions or any comments about this podcast, anything I said about the quarterbacks, make sure you're using that hashtag LockedOnCowboys and talk to me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Tune in then. Thanks for listening. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.